you know, a lot of us have um, increased the n- membership in our families via fur babies that we've adopted over the pandemic. Maybe we've um, gone the breeder, breeder route, but I know that got pretty expensive during the pandemic and the demand for dogs was way, way up. As people decided now it was time to bring a pet into their family because they had more time. They were working remotely. Uh, in Canada, commercial dog importations have grown steadily since 2013 and 2019. Canada's public health agency estimates a five-fold increase in the pet rescue industry. And it plays one of the largest roles of people adopting dogs that are new to their family. Uh, the Toronto Star is running this really interesting column today about uh, rescue dogs from around the world finding adoptive homes in Canada. And some of them are bringing in infectious diseases that can be dangerous for both people and pets. We don't want that to happen. It's always nice to have a new family member. However, not at the risk of uh, your current family members. Uh, Louis Qantas is president of the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association. He joins us to talk uh, us through some of the points that uh, the star definitely makes during this uh, in the midst of this article. Thank you very much. Well, thank you for having me, Kelly. So um, what kind of diseases are vets encountering when it comes to rescue dogs? What are the common ones? Well, the the uh, challenge is, Kelly, that the diseases that uh, veterinarians may encounter when we're talking about rescue dogs that come from different uh, places in the world where they have different diseases is that these diseases are not common here. And so uh, it, there's a higher chance of a rescue with an unknown origin coming in with a disease that we actually don't find, but um, that we don't find very easily. There are a number of tick-borne diseases, for example. There are um, tapeworms. There are diseases like brucellosis. There's echinococcosis, which we're seeing more in, in Alberta now. Um, and then there's also fungal diseases and so forth, which we generally aren't familiar with in Canada. And, and that's part of the problem, is that uh, dogs that come from rescues are not always screened for those diseases or giving preventatives that we would like them to have ahead of time. Oh, that's interesting. So the vets just aren't ready for what's coming in because we just, uh, these are foreign diseases. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's what they are. And it's mm-hmm. not so much that we're not ready because, for example, the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association has been raising the concern about importation of, uh, or say, unregulated importation of rescue dogs into Canada for quite a number of years already. But certainly, as a practitioner, when I see a dog come in with an illness, my mind doesn't, first of all, go to, you know, the lowest the lowest uh, denominator as far on the list of differentials. So we do have to raise awareness. And uh, because our awareness is not as high as what it might be, some of these take a little bit longer to diagnose. And that potentially, depending on what we're talking about, can increase the risk for either disease transmission to other animals, dogs in this case, or people, as you mentioned. What, what diseases are being brought in that are at most, that dogs here are at most risk of, of catching because the dogs come in infected with it. Is, is there a common right. one? Well, um, depending on where the animals come from, there are certainly conditions like heartworm, which is not one that gets spread to people, but a canine heartworm. There's also canine influenza, again, which is a disease that um, some dogs are vaccinated for in Canada, but we don't see a lot of it. Um, and then the other diseases that we're also very concerned about, uh, because, you know, veterinarians work at the interface between humans and animals, what we call this uh, One Health together with our environment. And so the diseases that some of your listeners may have seen highlighted in the news would be some rabies, for example, because that's hugely important. And mm-hmm. those have come in from overseas as well. The heartworm, I understand, is uh, something that you're concerned about because it can be stre- spread to other dogs through 
uh, mosquito bites. So if you're unaware that the dog that you have adopted has heartworm and it's not being treated, it's possible that in, sometimes I find that people that rescue dogs have more than one pet in their house. It's very possible that, for that to be passed on. Well, it is. Uh, and in fact, heartworm is an interesting case to look at because back in the 80s, it was that our first heartworm cases came into Canada. And back then it was considered an exotic disease, you might say. Um, now we routinely, especially out in Ontario, um, we give r- routine prevention against that because there's a lot of it around. And there have been cases popping up in different parts of Canada as well, like BC and such, because it is spread in this case yeah, through mosquitoes. There are other sort of... Um, um, basically intermediate hosts for some of the diseases that uh, there's a one called leishmaniasis which is carried by sandfly and that's a very that's a catastrophic disease if people or animals get it um, so those are all things that because of climate change i think that's part of the reason why we tend to see more of those those uh, changes and we see different tick populations so lyme disease mm-hmm. is another one of those diseases that you can't catch it directly from your pet but from a common um, host of ticks that can be spread. So we don't want to have that grow in our environment and increase risk to our animals or, or their owners. I'm assuming that most people who adopt these dogs, these rescue dogs, uh, think that there are checks and balances where safety is concerned when it comes to the health of a new pet and family members. That's not always the case. Apparently, this is an unregulated sector. What kind of oversight do we have, if any? Oh, well, the Canadian Federal Inspection Agency does a good job at trying to walk the line to try and find, you know, the best way to try and prevent. Um, well, I can't say prevent 100% because there's almost no 100% prevention, but you can mitigate the chances of bringing diseases in by requiring certain sort of treatments and whatnot. And in fact, uh, as of May last year, the CFIA changed their regulations for importation of commercial dogs that are less than eight months of age. But of course, there are older dogs that are coming in. And then particularly, you're talking about rescue animals here. We have um, a number of rescue organizations, of which I don't think they're regulated at all. Some yeah. of them have particular ways that they try and go around regulations, for example, trying to ask um, vacationers to bring a dog in and say it's their own or whatever. Um, because you're right, I think the, the main concern here is that people who generally want to adopt out of the goodness of their own heart and because pets are great, uh, there isn't that transparency that we necessarily know exactly what's going on. And uh, whereas some rescue organizations do a very good job, there are some that don't, and that is a concern. Do you think this this sector needs to be regulated um, in an effort to keep not only the pets coming in safe, but uh, our, our pet populations in general safe? I think that a regulation of those pet um, rescue agency would be a, a big undertaking, but I do think it would decrease the chances of, of good-hearted people not having transparency and not understanding what the risks are. And to me, it's not a matter of, I don't want to import dogs. It's not that. We all, you know, we see pictures of dogs overseas. Well, actually, there's a lot of dogs in Canada that we could rescue too, mind you, and, mm-hmm. and I think that should maybe be a priority. But we see pictures of dogs. Our heart goes out to them. We love to do something to help them. But we do need to know what the risks are, what efforts have been taken to mitigate the risks, because the last thing we want to do is trying to help a dog end up hurting our own dogs or our own children or, or whatever. There are risks, not just uh, their welfare risks, right? Not just with transportation of these dogs from overseas, but also behavior, for example. Some of these dogs aren't aren't um, socialized, and so then we increase the risk to our animals and, and children and whatnot too. So again, there's a number of different reasons, not just disease, but also behavior, and then animal welfare, both of the pets that's coming in and also the pets that we have. All those things need to be considered. Lewis, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us and walking us through the concerns uh, that you might have with uh, the dogs being rescued from across the world. I think they're 
good to uh, highlight so that we can find organizations that are definitely trying to make sure that they keep these pets and uh, people safe and, as they come home to Canada. Yeah, thank you, Kelly. Awareness is really the key here, and um, so I'm glad you're spreading the information around. Appreciate it, and have a good Cheers. day. Dr. Louis Aquantis is president of the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association.